0: hi guys colin kelly here off oti media welcome along to learning to dad the show that will bring you on my journey as i rocket towards parenthood on each episode i'll be joined by one of my friends who are already parents we're going to talk through some fun scenarios their tips their do's their don'ts what i need to know the life hacks for being a parent and they're going to give that advice to me and i'm going to try and do the best i can with it on today's show i'm joined by my good friend scott fish so let's get to it Hello there. Welcome along to the show. My name is Colm Kelly. You are very welcome to the first edition of the Learning to Dad podcast. I am Colm. I am Learning to Dad. I'm a 28 year old man with a child on the way and it uh, should be here hopefully in the next kind of nine to 10 weeks. So there's a lot that I need to learn in that space of time. And I'm going to have a lot of my friends from around the fantasy football and podcast community come on here and give me their advice on what I should be expecting as I get ready for fatherhood and It's uh, My guest today is going to be Scott Fish. Scott works full-time in the fantasy football industry, but don't worry if you don't like fantasy football or you don't like football at all. We're not going to be talking about football on today's episode. We're going to be talking all about Scott's family, his uh, advice for me, what I should be getting ready for. And, uh, you know, I'm some of the stuff I'm sure I'll be grimacing at. some of the stuff I'll be smiling at but I hope there's gonna be a lot of fun here for the listeners I'm joined by my production team here we've got Paddington Bear up the top and we've got Trunks the elephant down the bottom so hopefully they'll be able to, to guide us here as we go through this show but Scott uh, let's start it all off how are you doing my man
1: oh I'm doing great I'm, I'm glad to be part of this uh this new launching this is this is gonna be fun
0: yeah it's gonna be fun and uh maybe even historic and I think maybe when our, <laughs> when, when, when our children get to uh, maybe third level education and they're trying to get their degrees in history, maybe they'll be learning about Scott Fish and Colin Kelly talking about them on the first edition of the Learning to Dad podcast. This could be something that goes down as one of the greatest uh, achievements of modern man, but we'll see what happens. I
1: I think so. I think so. That sounds right. (laughs)
0: We'll we'll see what happens. Hopefully it'll be a good show. The listeners will enjoy it. Uh, And if you're watching this up on the the YouTube channel as well, hopefully you're going to enjoy seeing us. Uh, Some might say that we are the two best looking men, uh, you know, in the fantasy football community. So Scott, I think you'll agree with that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. (laughs)
0: it, it is a fact. Uh, so when, we, when we're going through it, Scott, uh, we'll get into your family a little bit. Uh, a small family, but a lot bigger than mine at the moment. Two kids. Uh, you're living in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the first kid is five, five years old. But The second kid is one that I have to congratulate you on. It's uh, very, very recent, uh, just the 1st of January. So it was a New Year's baby. But uh, I know I'll let you give a, a little bit of information to the, the listeners. There's an interesting fact that you have about baby number two.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, he was uh, the first baby in that hospital, so we had our pictures taken, and there was publicity about it. And he was actually the third baby in the state of Minnesota uh, of the new year, so he was so close, so close to being that first baby of the new year in our state. But, uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's really little, but it's great having a five-year-old because the five-year-old is such a good helper. You know. Yeah, that's
0: I think that you're going to be able to give me some good information today because it's so fresh in your mind, and yeah. uh, you should. it should all be a lot easier second time around, maybe, or maybe not. We'll see. I know I've been following your tweets on Twitter. The baby has been extremely good for you so far, so uh, you know, very well behaved, sleeping very well. So I'll be looking for your tips and tricks into how to achieve that now as I, as I move forward here. But baby number three, you mentioned in Minnesota. Is there any special prize for baby number one? Do you get a, a massive check, anything like that?
1: <laughs> no, no. If anything... My first baby was January 4th and my second baby was January 1st. So I missed the tax break here in the States on both of them.
0: Oh, sure. I will that's, say that's not
1: good. The nice thing about having a baby right after the first of the year, it's January 26th now and we have completely used our, our deductible. So every hospital visit going forward this year is going to be pretty much covered.
0: Uh, that's, that's, that's good to hear. Uh, so yeah. both boys, um, you know, at this point in recording, and we're not going to find out to, after the baby's born. Obviously, we decided we'd keep it uh, secret from both of us. So we don't know if we're expecting a boy or a girl. We're not uh, overly pushed. I think it's going to be a, a girl. My wife thinks it's going to be a boy. So one of us is going to be right. So uh, that's going to be a good. We'll have bragging rights <laughs> over each other, whoever gets the decision right there. But uh, Scott, when we look at it, um, you know, the two kids, is there any funny stories? It's very early, obviously, in kid whose lifetime to have uh, funny stories maybe there is but uh, any any funny stories going back to uh, the five years with uh, kid one
1: there's about a billion but uh, more recently uh i think the my favorite thing my son does is ask questions and um tell jokes because they learn and develop it at such a interesting pace where they they don't always get everything so his jokes right now are the funniest things i ever hear that because he's got the cadence down he'll yeah. say why does Combe Kelly like elephants? And then you're like, why? He's I got like, one
0: here.
1: yeah. And then he's like, because he likes dogs. <laughs> 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 no sense, but he's got the cadence down. So it's 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 really 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 funny to listen to him here tell jokes right now and just not fully understand how to do things, but try. Yes, yeah. probably my
0: favorite things i i wish when i was five years old i had the ability to tell jokes even at that level and you know kids do such funny things just my time being around them uh, and as always it warms your heart to see things like that and i'm sure you know and days you come in you're tired coming in from work and something like that just uh, really cheers you up
1: mm-hmm, absolutely uh I, I also wanted to mention uh it, something i find funny that's not hilarious but i've never been pooped on or peed on by either <laughs> kid yet well, that's that's a great achievement. Yeah, you hear stories about it being a constant thing, and I, it's just never happened to me. I I always put a little cloth over his you know little guy parts uh, when I'm changing him, and it's never happened—not once. We're we're into baby two now. Never happened.
0: So I, I think officially, Scott, you've really jinxed it. I think uh, in the next week or two, you're going to have some serious issues yeah. in that department. But that's um, a good point. Uh, when i put out the tweet looking for people to be if they were interested in seeing this show on twitter see you know if they wanted to hear us talk and different people from around the community talk a lot of interest in it but there was a lot of stories come in quite like that too with some some quite gross and some that really made me laugh and you know i could tell my wife uh 2000 tweets about uh, fantasy football and she wouldn't care at all but I've told her some tweets about uh, just situations baby changing and so on the people have tweeted me and they are just uh, some of them are just really really disgusting so we'll keep it for this part of the show and we'll not get into too many details about that I guess uh, Scott something I noticed when I was Talking about your two children was uh, I, I've called them Kid One and Kid Two. Do you, is that acceptable terms, or uh, will we give them the? <laughs> I,
1: think, I think it's perfectly ex- acceptable. We call them like a big guy and little guy. Um, yeah. Is pretty much what we go with. <laughs> well, that,
0: that's a pretty good idea. Just it's always the problem. Then I'll tell this for the listeners. Uh, my name's Colin. My father's name's Colin. So there's always the differentiation between. Uh, column, so I get a surname or a second name of Bernard, so I'm called Column Bernard to my mother, and he, my father's called Column. And the reason she did this was because she didn't want there to be a situation where people talked about big Column and we Column, somewhere with yours and we guy and big guy. <laughs> because uh, for the listeners who don't know, I'm six foot six, and my father is not six foot. So when we see the situation, uh, when I got to probably. Probably about 13, I, I outgrew my father's height. And uh, so it would have really it complicated when people were looking for big column and weak column. If I was the big column, and he was the weak column. So that always uh, started that one out. So it's interesting. So you'll get away with that for a while. Maybe you'll get away with it permanently. Uh, maybe the kid who's five no. uh, will end up being the, being the taller of the two. What do you think?
1: No, absolutely not. In fact, as you say that, I'm glad I didn't name him Scott because that was a choice because my son is currently 100th percentile in height. Oh. He's... 46 inches at at, at his uh, five-year, and that's the absolute top of height for his age. So he's two inches from riding roller coasters, and he's only five.
0: Oh, oh, that's that's pretty crazy. So uh, good genes there. uh, People ask me what I like to be tall or what I like to be a little bit shorter, and certain times there is uh, huge problems with being tall. I bang my head of a lot of things and uh, hurt (laughs) myself. random ways walk into doorways and such things i'm actually building a house at the moment and uh, i'm gonna have extra large doorways now just so i don't bang my head off it for the next 40 years but all part of it and people always say it would be interesting if your child's very small everyone expects a child to be big but that has nothing really uh, to do with it from a medical perspective because uh, my wife always jokes that she was uh, heavier than me when she was born so <laughs> i'm glad she's <laughs> heavier than me now at this point in my life <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's uh, the the one thing that made us think that he might be tall is because my my son was born with paddles for hands and feet. Like he was actually probably you know on the smaller side height or length and and uh, weight, but his hands and feet were just he had to wear not, uh, six to twelve month socks when he was oh. born. No <laughs> newborn socks, the six to twelve month socks. So.
0: Oh. Awesome, uh, awesome. We
1: kind of thought he'd grow into that.
0: Yeah, so he's gr- he's growing into the clothes, but he grows out of them pretty pretty sharpish, I'm, I'm guessing. So yep. I mentioned I'm kind of closing in very, very quickly here on uh, parenthood. There's probably a lot that I need to learn in this period of time. I've been busy throughout the NFL season, like you have, uh, thinking about what to do with fantasy football and doing podcasts and so on. So now I'm really diving into what I need to be doing here. I, I think I'm quite mature for my age. I mentioned being 28, but there's still a lot that goes on. And people say, you know, you can think you're ready. You're never going to be ready. What is the the one thing maybe that from prior to having the two kids to this point in time that you think, yeah, I thought I was going to still have time to do uh, all those things, but there's one thing that just uh, really changed and was wiped out altogether?
1: Man, uh, I think getting out the door quickly completely (laughs) disappears. You you were able to just throw on your shoes and go out the door in two minutes, and good luck doing anything in under 10 minutes, getting out the door, Um, going to movies going to movies and watching movies, because you can't watch a lot of the movies you want to watch in front of a three-year-old kid, you know? (laughs) So uh, watching movies becomes an after-they-go-to-bed thing, and going to movies is almost just – it's always kids' movies, and when it's not, you you need – you need grandparents or something to help out, you, you see maybe five movies a year at tops that you actually want to see.
0: Uh, one of the podcasts I did with you during the season talking about uh, fantasy football was, uh, I think it was one that just shortly after you actually seen Thor, I think yeah. we might have reviewed the film. Yeah. And uh, I think, you, did you do a double screening on that day? You watched uh, yep. two films and <laughs> Yeah. Yep,
1: we did a double screening cuz the we watched uh, Thor and we watched Justice League because the grandparents <laughs> took the kid for the day, so we actually had time to see something.
0: Yeah, so you decided to squeeze them both in. So that's, exactly. uh, that's a note to myself that you really do have to squeeze in. I, I think at the moment I'm probably squeezing in more into a day than is uh, humanly possible. So I might have to, to readjust things as uh, you know the next few weeks come apart and try and figure things yep. out. So, uh, you know, making sure your time's prioritized is probably your your number one thing that you you're that this uh, early point of the show for me
1: yep and and you get used to it, you get used to it, you just it, like priority one becomes what's going on with the kid, and then whatever time there is left you you just figure it out it it might be stressful at first, but uh it, honestly right now i don't feel any or any busier or less busy than i did before i was a parent it's just filled with different stuff
0: yeah i think that's what most people think it just uh changes your uh, priorities around and gets you to, to prioritize one thing over the other and it probably yeah. as well eliminates a lot of stuff that you know you're doing but is not uh, essential in your life maybe you do it on a, a daily basis or weekly basis but then you think M- i'm just wasting my time doing this i have other things that are more important and then you probably don't miss that all that much but i want to go first and uh I always like when I'm doing shows or podcasts to to get somebody to say the worst part first, so then we can go into the best part next. It makes people then move on on a positive note. So if you had to pick one thing uh, and you mentioned already that you haven't really got uh, any uh, bathroom change in accidents at this point in time, what would be the the worst part of uh, parenthood uh, if you had to pick one thing?
1: I mean, this is, this is easy. And I think every single parent that's a parent can, uh, (laughs) can relate to it. It's, it's the worrying, but it's more about the helplessness, like things you just can't help. For example, uh, the other day, my son was at this bouncy place where they have these bouncy houses, bouncy slides, everything everywhere. And my son is the, my son is the guy that the kid that makes friends everywhere. Like he will walk up to people and he's like, you want to play? You know, like he's just, he's just super aggressive that way. And he went up to some kids and they wanted to play and they played for a while. And then all of a sudden they had to leave and he goes around trying to find more kids and no one else wanted to play with him. And so he walks up to me and he's like, nobody wants to be my friend (laughs) and, and seeing stuff like that, that's, you can't do anything. You can't go, Hey, you kids come play with my kid. You know, you can't, there, there's so many helpless moments that you just, there's nothing you can do. So you end up taking them to the video store for some ice cream or something yeah. to make him feel better, but it, it's helplessness. It's just things that are completely out of your control that makes your child feel sad and you can't do anything. Those are, those are the worst moments. Yeah.
0: I, I think that's where I'm going to struggle. Uh, we have a dog and, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, if the dog's upset, you just, you have to do something. And I, I don't know how I'm going to manage with a child because, uh, you know, I'm a sucker for the dog anytime he wants something. So it's going to be tough to, you know, put your foot down, but you're on the opposite side of the scale where the child is upset. And I think that's going to be something that uh, emotionally takes a, a lot of getting used to. So I can really understand what you're saying from that perspective. So I guess then uh, on the other side, the best part of it, is it the jokes that you get told or is it, what is the, the best part of it for you?
1: It, I think it's all of that. It, first off, watching them learn things is amazing. Just, just watching them get like this week, my son started learning Mandarin and he already knows more Mandarin than I do at five, which is frustrating. He definitely
0: knows more than I do because I know zero words of Mandarin.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Watching him run to us and say a word and ask us what it is and we don't know. And he tells us and, Uh, it's, it's, it's really, it's really fun watching him learn. But I think the biggest thing I love is just the complete unconditional love. Like there's, there's no hate. There's no like sadness, upset. Like there's, there's none of that. It's all, he has nothing but love for us right now. And I know that'll change, especially when he's a teenager, (laughs) but, uh, at age five right now and, and even the little one, it's just all wanting us to be a part of his life, um, I love that so much and I'm going to be sad when it goes.
0: Yeah, that, that's bound to be uh, pretty awesome. It's like everything. Uh, it'll probably all change, but you never know then when the child gets older, hopefully it'll be able to help you with things that you can't, they can't help you with now and at it all. It's about yeah. balancing out and you know, hopefully we all always have good relationships uh, with our kids as they move forward and good relationships with their parents. It's always an interesting one to see how we develop as people and that's going to be another part. You mentioned that they won't, uh, maybe the, the all the time conditional love won't be there, but they'll start to understand what you do for them at this point in their life. And as they grow up, they'll develop into different human beings. It's going to be yep. another fun part of the journey. It's a really a long, lifelong journey. And, uh, you know, I'm at the very start of it and you're moving through it. So it's uh, it's going to be uh, fun. I'm, I'm really, really excited about that there. The other uh, question, I guess, is your children now probably come to you with Uh, Well, five-year-old Chad comes with aspirations of what they want to do. You know, I want to be an astronaut. I want to be an NFL player. Maybe Maybe not when they want to be an NFL player. We say, just watch out for a minute. We don't want you to be getting those concussions. But
1: Another thing I love watching is their personality uh, because part of their personality that they had, even at like zero, one, and two, is still there at age five, which is just interesting to me that, uh, uh, you know, certain things like – if they their temper goes from zero to sixty or something, or they they like a certain thing, it seems like it stays with them. Cert, just little things, and it's fun watching that you know develop. <laughs> that it that it stay it stay some of those things stay there. But when I was a child, I wanted to be a teacher. My dad was a teacher and a professor. My dad was originally a, a forest ranger, a ju- smoke jumper that jumped in the middle of fires and fought fires. And then, uh, my, both my parents worked at a hospital for a while, and then. My dad was a teacher and a and a and a professor, and whatnot. And I just always wanted to be, be a teacher. Always wanted to help, you know, educate kids, et etc. Et uh, my son wants to be a firefighter, which is pretty common. For yeah. actually, he does. He for the longest time he didn't say firefighter. He said fighter fighter, which I assume is a guy that fights people that fight. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But uh, yeah, I wanted to be a teacher when I grew up and. That didn't really happen, but it's uh, I, I enjoy where I'm at.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's always interesting. I'm always interested to see what people did think when they were younger, what they wanted to be, and if, when they look back, if they thought it was achievable. Teacher is certainly uh, you know something that a lot of people aspire to. My wife always wanted to be a veterinarian, and uh, you know through our time. Uh, pretty much going out we we've been going out. we were going out for 10 years prior to getting married we've now been married for uh, a year and a half so there's a long period there but since she was uh, very very young she always wanted to be a vet and uh, she went on and uh, became a vet and I was the opposite I wanted to be a football player and I always wanted to be a, like a soccer player I played soccer uh, with many many teams throughout the years and uh, you know, played at a pretty high level, went to England uh, for a period of time and was playing over there with the professional teams. But uh, it didn't work out. I didn't get the, what happened. Then I come home and uh, I, I kind of had to readjust things there. But <laughs> yeah. it's always uh, interesting to having that goal and trying to strive for it. But it's always uh, cool to, to hear what the kids want to do. And uh, I think uh, a fighter fighter could be a, a new career.
1: Yeah, I like it. I like it. You go around fighting people who are fighting. Yeah, that's, I like it. It was adorable.
0: So, uh, I guess then when we're talking about, uh, you know, your childhood, we'll, we'll get you another childhood question on here. Have you a a favorite childhood memory, a favorite childhood memory?
1: Uh, you know what, you, you kind of touched on one for me, but with yourself, um, uh, Well, first off, I loved going to the lake because we live near a lake and I loved our tree fort in the backyard and catching frogs and stuff like that. But when I was about 11 to 13, my parents and my my dad and me and my brother built the house that my parents lived in for over 20 years. And at the time, it was, you know, it was okay. You know, it was all right. I, I didn't like a lot of it at the time, but now that I'm 38, the fact that I can fix anything in my house because we poured the foundation and shingled the roof and everything in between. I mean, we had, you know, some friends and family help us, uh, but we did everything. So I learned all of that. And now it's probably one of the most amazing things that I helped do in my life and, uh, so, so I look very fondly on that. Even though at the time I can remember when we cut down the trees to to get the land, you know, on the land, um, you know, just constantly cutting trees and long days in the hot sun, shingling stuff like that. Just, I, I remember hating moments of it, but now I love that I did it.
0: Yeah, I think uh, if you look back, it's just. Uh probably develop your character you know i find anyone that uh, does hard work like that when they're very young it kind of tends to build a, a kind of steely resolve in them they they have a stronger work ethic when you do something like that and then when you see the productive results that come out of it having a house at the end of it obviously a major maybe major, major thing to have uh, to see you work towards a yeah. goal and then to have that evidence there that it was a success so then you're more likely to to work at things in the future to get those yep. results and,
1: and pretty- persevere through things yeah. instead of quitting you know knowing you go to the finish line.
0: I think as well, that when I have some ideas that, you know, when I have a child, this is what I'm going to try and do. But one of my things, that work ethic for me is a big thing. I think you have to work hard. You have to really push through things. And when things get tough, you still have to work harder again to try and make it all come about. So that, that's something that I think in, uh, the other thing is obviously be nice to people, be friendly to people, and that's what I love about uh, our community and the fantasy football community through Twitter and that everyone is so, so good. I, I actually missed a bit at the start of this, Scott. I didn't. Ma- I said we weren't going to mention fantasy football. We'll mention a little bit of fantasy football here because it's Fantasy Cares. We didn't click on <laughs> at the start. Fantasycares.net is a, a charity that Scott runs, and true people in the fantasy football community, we play in fantasy football leagues where a portion then of our fees for that league go towards uh, charity and scott then runs it with toys for tots to to get um, different you know toys for kids at christmas time and you mentioned mm-hmm. that part of the thing was that seeing your children have those toys to play with and the excitement it brought them but this year was just a crazy crazy success It, it nearly a- it nearly got out of hand and uh, you made you made a couple of news reports there in minnesota as well
1: yeah yeah we got on the news here in minnesota and uh, we sent money to different states for them to buy in different states it helped uh, it was over fifteen thousand dollars worth of toys for kids and we sent a thousand to, uh, Houston for Houston relief. It was, it was an amazing year. Um, I love what you said before that, because I've said this on multiple occasions that, and I know there are extenuating circumstances that can change things for you, but I I truly feel if you like there are two trees, if you work hard and if you be a good person, a lot of things are going to fall your way. Um, and, I and I know that I know that things can happen outside of that, that you know, can can stunt that. But I, I think that those two things are probably two of the most important things in my life. So I, I love that that's your mentality.
0: Yeah, well that, that's what I try and do. I think it, it helps. There's no need to be we see it a lot in the world. We see it on Twitter, you know, you put out a tweet, somebody just sends back something stupid that uh, you know that maybe that's your video and it's up on YouTube we'll get comments about oh, we look silly or whatever or oh, yeah. what do these guys know but that's just the way of the world and if what if them people somehow strange to get a benefit out of doing that to somebody will let them have it but it, it gives me no benefit it gives me benefit to, uh, and, and enjoyment to see people doing well and for people to have a good time and to be nice so that's something that I think is a very very important part of life and a, another very important part of life I didn't say here at the start wearing this Mickey Mouse t-shirt uh, and having yes. I like to have a lot of fun I don't mind luck and silly it's uh, part of what I do people probably think that sometimes that I'm a slight bit crazy, but it's, it's all part of having fun. But Disney, Mickey Mouse and everything like that, I had a real uh, kind of life-changing experience, I guess we'll call it, when uh, just after we got married, we went to, to Disney World in Orlando on our honeymoon. And you know, I, I like Disney, but that there really just blew it out of the water, an incredible place to go and uh, mm-hmm. to, to learn about Disney and so on. But a lot of kids like Disney films, and I'm not afraid to say that I like Disney films as well. Uh, being a being a big kid, but is there any of the, the films or any cartoons outside of Disney, maybe Pixar or that that have really grown on your kids that um, you know they're just they're just addicted to? Maybe we'll call it. <laughs> it,
1: it changes constantly. Uh, I I like any of the ones with good music generally. Monsters Inc. is actually probably one of my all time favorites, right there with Incredibles. Uh, in the last year or two, Moana and Coco oh, yeah. were really good. Moana yeah. crushed
0: it. Yeah. Love, yeah, the was... love The Rock,
1: love The Rock. Actually, somewhere,
0: somewhere in this bookcase behind me, the, there's a, an old rock autobiography. I'm not going nice. really to to try it. Oh, there it is there, right beside the Hart. Yeah, I, yeah. I see it, I
1: see it.
0: Old school, I think that that's from like, oh, before I even started acting, and uh, I was just a real uh, WWF uh, addict at the time, just couldn't get enough.
1: <laughs> it's funny, I almost wore my, wore my Donald Duck shirt today, too. It, that, would, <laughs> that would have been hilarious if we... Yeah. We paired that up pretty well. No, I like I like almost all of them as long as they're the good ones. I didn't realize until I had kids how many crap knockoffs there are. Like my yeah. my son's really into Minions right now and Penguins of Madagascar. And there's like there's like these crap like low budget. Penguin movies or a low budget, you know, like you, you name. Just the trying country.
0: to cash in on it. They're trying yeah, to, yeah,
1: like in. Kung Fu Panda, and then there's this low budget panda <laughs> fighting panda movie, and I didn't realize that there's so many of those out there.
0: Yeah. Well, um, I, have, I haven't realized that yet, but it's like any any film or anything that has success, there be people out there, you know, trying to trying to knock it off. But uh, the films are always interesting. You know, yeah. I I remember back to my childhood, the Lion King was the one that I really really liked. I know my wife for. Uh, pretty much all her life, didn't want to watch The Lion King, and uh, not last Christmas. Christmas before uh, it was the 25th anniversary. She bought me uh, the Lion King DVD for that, so we watched it together. And she thought, like all her life, she just put it off just because of the the part where I uh, don't want to spoiler alert here, but there yeah, is a, yep, a, death yep. in the, a spoiler alert. There's a death in the film. But uh, when you know, 26
1: should, years later. <laughs> Spoiler alert or I'm sure
0: if I didn't say it, somebody would somebody have <laughs> said something about it. But yeah. um, like, and there's some films in that, you know, they're doing the, the kind of live screen reenactment of them. The Jungle Book came out a couple of years ago. i seen that in Sydney and IMAX, which was uh, an incredible film in 3D. So there's lots and lots of good ones there. And, um, you know, whether it's Disney, whether it's not, there's, uh, they're, all, they're all pretty much fantastic. <laughs> I really, really do enjoy them. I, I've Paddington Bear up here behind me. i seen the new one of them a couple of weeks ago, and I, I just thought it was fantastic. I would watch it again. And I, I can't wait, wait to watch that with uh, with our child. I think it's uh, another way that I'll be able to see a different yeah. view of it. Uh, but for yeah. you, when you were a child, had you any uh, that really stood out to
1: you? Uh, I remember watching Aladdin a lot. And Aladdin. and Aladdin probably came out when I was, I don't know, 10, 11, 12, something like that. So it's not even a, a little kid thing. But I remember, like, I remember cartoons from when I was younger, like Ninja Turtles or like like any of those cartoons that were on after school. Um, But uh, I don't really, I I just remember liking Aladdin a lot and that might go to the music thing. It had really good music, a really good soundtrack.
0: Yeah. I I remember the one I always remember is uh, Thomas, the tank engine. I don't know. Did that get all the way over to the U S?
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Thomas, the we, the last two years we go to the Thomas, the tank uh, engine thing in uh, Duluth where they have Thomas, you can ride on Thomas and Percy.
0: Oh, that's, that's pretty good. I remember that. Oh, my that. gosh. I remember that, that as a fan. into
1: a funny kid story. Oh, let, let's,
0: <laughs> let's, let's go for it because uh, it's all about the kids. Help me with
1: it. As parents will know, your kids tend to say certain things wrong, and it sounds like something else. <laughs> so when my son would say Percy, it sounded like a word, uh, a female anatomy word.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> like I'm, I'm, a, on, I'm on board with you here, yeah.
1: And when he would say fork, it would sound like a swear word that starts with the letter F. And at one point, we got him a Thomas spoon and a Percy fork. So I
0: can see what's happening here.
1: So I'm not going to say it out loud, but um, that was it's not bad parenting. I don't think it's bad parenting to, you know listen to him say that and occasionally coax him to say it because yeah. it's so funny that, i remember.
0: i think that that is uh, probably part of it just the, the mispronunciation and the the way it comes out it's all completely innocent but yes. our, our uh, i guess our evil growing up minds will uh, put it into something so i'm sure uh, the listeners have figured out what we were talking about there yeah. so uh, all yeah, all about all cool. about Thomas and the the PG nature of it. I find sometimes yeah. with the with the kids' films and the kids' TV shows that the writers tend to have those little bits that go over kids' heads, but uh, the adults right. seem to find them hilarious. Slotted in there too, so that's always a fun part of it. Uh, so I guess uh, I asked you about what's the best part and what's the the worst part. But what is the best thing in your mind about uh, about having having kids?
1: Oh man, it, it, it is still just watching them grow and develop it and understand things. It, I know I said that earlier, but that's, that's really, that's one of the best parts. And, and when, when your kid's still in the stage, at least mine is where he tells you about his day, you know, and tells you, tells you stories about his day that are not interesting at all, but it's, it's so fun to watch how excited he is about it. You know, it's like the most boring stories are stories that don't even make sense. Um, and my I, son also
0: something about something about what uh, sandwich or something they had for lunch. I had peanut butter on my bread. And
1: exactly. <laughs> I watched this movie during when all the other kids were napping or something, and it's not. <laughs> I don't care really <laughs> it's it's not interesting to me but man he, he's so excitable about it it's it's wonderful and now he's in the stage where he dreams and tells us about his dreams and that's awesome. really interesting Th- those yeah. are actually interesting <laughs> listening yeah. to his dreams that,
0: that, that's pretty cool. so you've uh, you're kind of becoming a, a psychologist as well and <laughs> figuring out yeah. what's going on with
1: them what do you, what's this mean here yeah exactly <laughs>
0: So uh, I guess as we roll on towards the end of it, I'm looking for advice on this show about what I should be doing when I'm learning to dad, what what way I should be going, and maybe some advice mm. that I can pick up along the way. I'll be taking notes, I'm sure, as I go back and listen through the episode myself. What should I be doing to figure out what I need to, to be a good dad here? So uh, what is the one piece of advice that uh, you think that, you know, if you could get, uh, you know, if we go back to prior six six years ago, prior to child one, what's the one piece of advice that you think that uh, you would like to have bestowing upon you that you can, in all your wisdom, send my way?
1: I I think, oh boy, there's so many things here. Um, I'll let, well, I'll I think
0: the biggest one, share the knowledge, share the knowledge.
1: <laughs> I think the biggest one is probably that kids grow at their own pace. They do things at their own pace. Like some walk early, some don't. Some talk early, some don't. Um, I've learned from nearly all the parents, like a lot of kids, a lot of my friends have kids similar ages, and we all we all learned on the first one the hard way that potty training is basically a waste. They <laughs> you start and you try to think a certain age is right, but really they will potty train when they want to. It's uh, they they will get to a point where they just don't want to be wet anymore, and like we we did it for. We did it hardcore for a week or two, and we're like, he does not want to do this. And then maybe a month later, he's like, okay, I'm done. You know, I'm done with diapers. Just quit it, you know? Just did it on his own and mm. almost it was the same story with almost every one of my friends kids as well and the second one that's one we won't <laughs> we're not gonna we'll show him the toilet we're not gonna teach him we're just gonna you know we'll show him it we're not gonna force it on him because they'll do it when they want to
0: with the second child I think Scott I'm just gonna keep sending you messages and emails just to figure out you'll be uh, you kind know, of three or four months ahead of me I'll be like what are you doing now Scott and I'll just be <laughs> get, getting that's all that knowledge uh, coming from you but it is I think yeah. you mentioned it about kids I think it's a bit everyone in general. People develop at different stages in their lives. And some people, I find I I learn a lot by doing things practically. If I'm trying to learn how to do something Regarding editing uh, podcasts or videos, or whether it's just you know learning to do different stuff, I, I tend to be better if I if somebody says do this and I do it and then I learn it rather than reading it and trying to figure it out. And a lot of people have different ways. And I find when I was at school in particular, you know, you're told to do it a certain way. I find that that there sometimes didn't stick in my head, which I I found was that you know if I was able to do the, the thing and the practical side of it, it helped work. So like you're mentioning with kids, everyone's a bit different. Everyone develops different. Yeah. And I think I think when our kids get older it is going to be something that people start to realize. You know, we're trying to, I mentioned with you and me and people in our community are trying to act, not act nice, but be nice and help uh, people along and talk to them, mm. you know, try and do everything in the right manner. And I think like, you know, if every time you generate something along, 20 years down the line, it becomes bigger and bigger. And hopefully we see the world kind of go in that direction rather than, yeah. it could also go in the opposite direction at the moment the way things are going so let's try and hope it uh, goes in a positive manner but uh, i mentioned earlier as well fantasy cares so i think when we talk about it we're talking about kids and i think it'll be kind of remiss not to mention uh, the website again fantasycares.net it is somewhere even if you're not involved in the fantasy couple community but if you are involved you want to put a couple of dollars uh, towards fantasy cares i'll let you have the floor scott it is something that helps out kids and it's something that you know, each and every year I'm blown away by the, the contribution yeah. and the, the effort that you put into it. So I'll let you have the floor and talk about, uh, fantasy cares.
1: Yeah, it's fantasycares.net. There is a donate button. Um, all the money goes to, to charity. It's, uh, it's another thing that's great for my kid too, is because I get to take him along and he gets to learn what I'm trying to do and, and, you know, to be good to other people and to, to try to help out people who may be less fortunate. Um, but yeah, just go to fantasycares.net. There's a donate button there. I usually run contests in the off season. I don't have any of those up yet, but uh, uh, yeah, that's it's it's really amazing what this community does. I have another I have another piece of advice if you want. Yeah,
0: let let's go. I'm not gonna. I'm where I get my pan here? I'm gonna write it down.
1: <laughs> well, well, this this is one that. Before my first kid, my wife told me, we're going to do cloth diapers for the first six months. And I was like, I've heard they're hard, I, you know, all this stuff. But my wife's like, well, supposedly they don't get diaper rash and they're not that hard. Um, they are not, they're no harder than a regular diaper at all. They're just as easy. It's just, you learn it and then it's easy, you know, and between the two kids, like no instances of diaper rash at all. So those things were did turn out to be true. Yeah, was, uh, well, if that was in consideration for you or anyone listening, it's super easy and the, the no diaper rash thing is completely true.
0: This shows uh, how much the learning experience has taken on me. Didn't know there was different types of diapers. have to go on Google now and search this up. So Scott, thanks for, uh, <laughs> thanks for that advice. I'll uh, definitely have to jump into it. Maybe my wife already knows, but I certainly didn't know. So part of the learning experience. Thanks, Scott. <laughs>
1: <laughs> nice, nice, very nice.
0: So, uh, as we wrap up here, uh, we've mentioned fantasy cares. Uh, you know, I've made it through the first episode. Hopefully, you've all enjoyed it. It's going to be a, a nine-part series, is the plan. I mentioned I have uh you know nine or ten weeks prior to the baby coming. I'm going to be recording these, releasing them on a weekly basis. So you'll be able to get them via the podcast channel and as also via YouTube on the video side of it. So hopefully, you go and uh, listen and you enjoy them. Make sure you subscribe, whether you're on YouTube or whether you're listening on the podcast channel and of course, uh, do come back, listen each and every week, and tell your friends about it. Maybe you're yourself uh, becoming a father, and you want to get some advice there will be some good advice there'll be some funny stories and hopefully we'll all have a good time listening and so do share the word around that is much appreciated scott is on twitter as well if you want to follow him or if you want to find out more about fantasycares.net at scottfish24 i'm on twitter at overtime ireland you can follow me there my name is colin kelly this is the first edition of the learning to dad podcast and i look forward to bringing you many more because this certainly was a very fun one to record with scott and until we're back with the next one have a good one